1: We know there are questions about the process for making COVID 19 vaccines available for young children. Many of us at FDA are parents, caregivers, and grandparents of young children and are eager to see safe and effective COVID 19 vaccines available for children under five years of age. We will not delay our review. Because children are not small adults, issues that are looked at in pediatric vaccine trials can include whether there's a need for different doses or different strength formulations of vaccines that are already used in adolescents and adults. These trials also help look for new safety issues separate from those that have already been seen in older individuals. Once a company completes these trials, it submits a request for emergency use authorization or approval to the FDA. We then carefully evaluate the data from those trials to make sure the vaccine works and is safe. But FDA cannot conduct its evaluation until the company submits all the necessary information, including the data to complete their emergency use authorization request or application for approval. We can then complete our review, which among other things includes a comprehensive evaluation of the adverse events that were seen and replication of the key analyses. Just like every vaccine decision we've made during this pandemic, our evaluation of data on the use of COVID-19 vaccines in children will be timely. But we will not cut any corners. We will continue to work as quickly as possible to make safe and effective vaccines available so that parents are confident in getting their kids vaccinated. Liar!
0: Let me ask you a question. Would you be willing to inject your five-year-old or younger child With an emergency use only vaccine that has less than 50% efficacy. 50 shot. 50-50 shot. And you're giving it to somebody that will basically have minimal if no effect from the virus. And really are not spreaders of the virus. The FDA right now says that these vaccines are mirroring uh, mirroring efficiencies in adults. They've just seemed to be a little bit less effective against the Omicron virus as they are in adults. But they still are trying to stand by their stance that, remember, first it was get the vaccine and you're all good, you go back to normal. Then it was, oh, not one shot, but two shots make you normal. And then it was, oh, not one shot, two shots, but three shots make you normal. And okay, in masks, yeah, we still got to wear them. And now finally, all that is done and it's been done, said and done. Um, but yet they're still trying to inject your children with this crap. Is this going to be part, is, is this where we're going, that this is going to be part of a kid's shots From now on, so that way drug companies can make a ton of money and the federal government can get what they want and control everything? Because that's sure what it seems like. Right now, I was in Broward County uh, last weekend, Mother's Day weekend. It was Friday. I took my mother in law out to breakfast. I got to be honest with you, Broward County is my bluest county. I saw about 2%, and I'm being realistic, probably 2%. If I saw 100 people, probably two of them were wearing masks. And that's in a severely blue county. It's all over. And we're having a spike in numbers like anybody else now. I think we're close to 5,000 or a little over 5,000 cases a day at the moment. And uh, and what? It's over. It's done with. But yet, the FDA still wants to push. And Joe Biden is still looking for more coronavirus relief and spending more money, which is really going to help tackle inflation, let me tell you. Uh, and they want to continue with this push. And it's... Only for power. I mean, they just want to control you. I mean, we're at a point here where there's nothing else you could tell me that would get me to believe you're doing this for the best interest of people. That there is a, a different cause for why you're doing this other than you're trying to retain and regain power. But that's the, lef- the game that the left is playing. There's nothing else to it but that. I have a lot of paperwork in front of me today. I got to tell you, I am picking and choosing on what to talk about today because I have quite a bit here as I'm kind of shuffling through my paperwork. All right. Incoming White House Press Secretary, uh, K- Corinne Jean-Pierre, she is, uh, has a history of disinformation, not that that should surprise anybody coming from the uh, Biden administration. They have a collection of tweets that she has out if you want to find this article uh, this one is actually from Breitbart. But if you want to find this article there, you can check out all of her tweets and disinformation. There's kind of no point for me reading all of them. She does contradict anything anybody says or helps further along narratives by pushing false information. I don't think that that is uh, surprising. I mean, Jen Psaki was pretty much the same. The only thing is... Out of curiosity between me and you and whoever else is listening, (laughs) uh, do you think they only hired her because she's black? I'm just saying, is she best qualified or is it just because she's black? Because the Biden administration, everything has to be all-inclusive. I don't really see them hiring any white people. I definitely see them hiring uh, African Americans. I see them hiring uh, Indian uh, of Indian descent or Arab descent, all that. They're they're running the gambit. Hispanic, they're running the gambit of, of all demographics with the exception of white people. So I'm just wondering... Is she actually best for the job or is she only being hired kind of like the Supreme Court for her color? Because that means you're not getting the best person uh, for the job. Or maybe she is the best person because she's the best liar and she'll do the best job for the Biden administration by deflecting and not answering questions when being asked by reporters or tough questions like Ducey likes to ask. Now maybe she just do her job the best because she can lie the best and weasel her way out of questions. We will see. But she is a uh, spreader of disinformation, so maybe we should contact the Ministry of Truth and tell her that every time this lady opens her mouth, you should probably censor her because everything that's coming out of it is (laughs) bullcrap. I don't know. Makes sense to me. All right, Alabama. Yeah, I'm gonna go through things a little quicker today just because, like I said, I have so much here. Alabama, congratulations. You have done a fantastic job. Alabama bill banning hormone therapy surgery for transgender youth takes effect. The bill is being considered by a federal judge who could place a temporary hold on it, but otherwise it is going into full effect. A new law, excuse me as I flip through my paper here, a new law on Alabama banning uh, puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and certain types of surgeries for youths identifying as transgender took effect on Sunday. As a federal judge continues to mull it over uh, to see if he wants to place a temporary hold on it. The law makes such treatments to those younger than 19 a crime punishable by up to a decade in prison. Governor Kay Ivey signed the bill early last month. Uh, Similar uh, legislation was blocked by the courts last year prior to taking effect. The current suit against Alabama's law was brought by organizations including the Human Rights Campaign and LGBTQ legal advocates and defenders. You know, you gotta, just like abortions, you gotta make sure that these kids destroy themselves at a young age because, uh, You know, a sick society is an easily taken over society. So we got to make sure that no matter what we do, you go out of your way to kill babies in the womb and you go out of your way to make sure a three or four year old that says that they think they're a opposite gender, that you can pump them full of all kinds of chemicals to alter natural changes that should be happening in their body. And I'm sure that there's no real long-term side effects there. And I'm sure there's no de- uh, developmental problems that come along with taking any of, th- any of these. I'm sure that they're going to tell you they're completely safe because, you know, blocking your natural hormones from producing what your body knows it should be producing because it knows what you are. Yeah, I mean, what could go wrong, right? You're only stopping your body's... <laughs> Natural production of these hormones. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna go good for the kids. I mean, you see that in the suicide rate; it goes real well for them. So I don't know what the left's obsession is, other than just again, it always to me it seems like it always links back to power and control, which I'm sure it always does. But I am pleased to see that Alabama passed it. We'll see what the judges do with it. At least we have governors um, and some societies that still retain a little bit of sanity and are trying to stop and block these types of radical ideas that are detrimental to our youth. I'm glad to see that these things are happening, and they are happening all across the country. Yeah, I mean, as they should. Yeah. No child under the age of, like he said, 19. I agree with that. Under that age, you don't know What you are, you're not old enough to make that decision. See, and I know that kids will want to argue with me or college students want to argue with me. Let me tell you something. When you're 21, you think you're real smart. And then if you actually do have some sense, by the time you're 25, you realize, man, I was stupid at 21. And then when you're 25, you're like, God, I was so stupid then. I'm so much smarter now. Then you get to 30 and you're like, wow, man, I was really dumb at 25, but I'm so much smarter now. Then by the time you get to 40, and believe me, I've already run this track, so you kind of know where it's at. When you're 40, you look back at 30 and go, man, I was really dumb then. I'm probably just as dumb now. I'm not going to say I'm smart anymore because God knows what I'm going to say about myself when I'm 50. So you think you're real smart and you got it all together and you know what's best for yourself at a young age. And I think women are different than men. I think women's uh, women come to that realization a little bit quicker than men do uh you think you're real smart but you're not as smart as you think you are and you shouldn't be making decisions and I mean these are major life-altering decisions at 18 or below I mean especially if you want 18 you're teetering okay you want to make that decision it's your life you want to ruin it that's your thing but I mean a 10 year old an 8 year old a 6 year old are you nuts they can't even make up their mind what they want to watch half the time or which toy they want to buy. It, everything is a guessing game. You, know, you don't know how reckless they're going to be today. And to make a decision like that, no, I don't think so. They don't know, and anybody that says different is a no-good, dirty crumb bag. All right, midterm report came out. What do you think women, suburban women, if you remember a uh, big talk during the 2020 election was that uh, suburban mothers didn't like Trump's tweeting habits, so that turned them off to him. And that was one of the uh, reasons that they blamed he lost the 2020 election because he lost that base. And they were trying to figure out how to get that base back. I don't particularly believe that. But, you know, I, I have seen some uh, data that says i'm wrong it's just i have a hard time believing that somebody is so childish that you're going to let what somebody tweets alter your opinion to a point where you're not going to vote for them when you know that the other guy you're voting for is going to destroy the country so here we are and what are those moms saying now well finally a midterm report came out They did a sampling, and it was a small sampling, but they did a sampling. Ritters interviewed 21 women in a contested electoral area and in the northern suburbs of uh, Phoenix, excuse me, after news of the Supreme Court draft rule broke that potentially Roe versus Wade will be overturned. In the um, poll that they took, talking to these women, They asked what they found more concerning and what they were more focused on going into midterms and beyond. I can assure you it was an abortion. Their biggest problem is our sagging economy and inflation. Yes, amazing. See, the Democrats are overplaying their hand. They think that they're going to be able to use this to regain some traction, to suck their base back in, and they're going to hoot and holler and see who can be, you know, the biggest advocate for tearing babies apart and sucking them out of the womb because that's what we're going to go for. We're going to gun it. Yes, I want to kill every baby possible. And I think they're overplaying their hand. I I think that – They believe people are that narrow-minded and stupid that they're only going to focus on that one particular item, that people are not going to open their mind and see what's going on around them. And, oh, well, inflation sucks and gas. Oh, gas really sucks. I mean, here in Florida, today we hit an all-time high. Diesel hit an all-time high. And I told you before, I got a diesel. All-time high. We're getting closer and closer to $5 a gallon, all because you have a decrepit, old moron fool in the White House that has no idea how to run an economy, at all. I don't want to hear. I talked to you. I talked to you yesterday and told you that he was going to make his speech after you heard my podcast from yesterday. Well, he came out and made his speech, and he did the normal thing. He believes that spending more money uh, is going to help with inflation, which is like, okay, yeah. This is just proof you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, He also is trying to play the blame game, and he's blaming Republicans, saying that their plan is going to increase taxes and that their plan's no good, and he blamed inflation naturally on Putin. I mean, you know, Putin's a lot of things, but Putin is not causing any problems with inflation. Putin may have a small... A uh, bit to do with gas, and it, under normal circumstances, if we were all paying say two dollars and fifty cents, I'm just going to throw a number out there, at the at the pump, and then the war in Ukraine broke out, and it went up to two seventy nine a gallon. Although we probably wouldn't be happy, it's at two seventy nine. We would understand that that eight percent of petroleum that we are purchasing from them is causing a little bit of a price hike. No problem, but. Before the Ukraine war, we were teetering close to $4 a gallon anyways, and it's only risen 50 or 40 or 50 cents since then. So everything prior to that, that's all sleepy creepy. And I'm sure even some of that blended in is still sleepy creepy because it's not all going to be Putin's fault. Inflation, on the other hand, explain to me how he's causing inflation. Yes, food production, that's all we keep hearing about, that Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world, right? Okay, which, again, and I know I've said this, but I always felt like as far as grain goes and wheat goes, like we were the breadbasket. I don't know how we lost that title, but I guess when you ship everything overseas, that's what happens to you, and without people realizing it. Uh, but Ukraine, yes, they're having a problem because of the war with all the uh, all of the uh, grains coming out of there. So it's causing a price hike in some foods. Again, if we weren't under eight and a half nine percent 9% inflation and we were at one4 in our food products, certain products went up a little bit. Yes, we would feel the pain just slightly, but it wouldn't be like it is today. So again, he's blaming it on them. But that's what the Democrats do. It's the blame game. Here's the deal. Here's your Democratic strategy. Here's what they do. They create the problem. Then they tell you how they're going to fix the problem that they created. And the way they're going to fix the problem that they created is doubling down on policies that created the problem in the first place. Did you catch that? Because that's exactly how it is. (laughs) I hope you got it. Because that's exactly what they do. They create it. They have an idea to fix it. And the idea to fix it is to double down on exactly what they did to create it. So what is the end result? A bigger problem. Yeah. So anybody that voted for any Democrat, you're just as much of a moron as they are. Because this is what they've done to us. Now, I should say, hello, conspiracy theorist. Welcome, fellow conspiracy theorists. Since we're all conspiracy theorists and... uh we all think that the Great Reset this is a, this fantasy, and the left mainstream media wants to tell you what a fantasy it is that this stuff will never happen. It's never going to impact you. ESG scores—that's just something we use. We're not actually going to use that to harm you in any way. And you got stupid Republicans that go oh, you know, it's okay, they're a corporation, they're allowed to do what they want to do, we're not going to get involved in that instead of putting some policies in place that would prevent them from not working with you financially, especially if you're responsible financially, just because you have a different opinion than what the portrayed narrative is. But no, 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 no. Stupid Republicans won't do that. And for any of you that live in a state that there was a Republican that was against that and said that no, no, it should be okay for companies to do what they want to do. Well, guess what? (laughs) Yeah, it is here. So, fellow conspiracy theorist, out of the Washington Journal, yes. Ideological criteria will now influence the credit ratings of state and local governments thanks to the S&P Global Ratings. So they're going to implement ESG through states and local governments. How is that going to look? Well, let me give you a rough idea how that will look. Currently, if you look at uh, some of the bills that Ron DeSantis has passed here in Florida, they would deem that as not socially correct and your score would drop. If you're doing things environmentally, like Ron DeSantis is loosening restrictions so that people can make money and that we can produce more goods here, uh, that would be not good for the environment. So your rating will drop. It will get to a point where your ratings are so low that they will not do business with you anymore. Well, why is that a problem? And like, uh, you know, all those Republicans, I said, see, Democrats, I expect them to be against it. But you would think that some elected, supposed centered or conservative or maybe independent people would think to themselves, this is probably something that we should uh, get a hold on now before they start implementing it. Well, guess what? It's here. But what's going to end up happening is that they're not going to do business with your state. It's going to hurt you financially, each state that goes against the approved narrative. And it's going to affect, it's going to hurt them. We're all going to get hurt. Like I mean, look at a state like Florida. We pretty much go against the grain on everything, which for me is beautiful. Uh, but there are plenty of states that are like us. Texas, Alabama, I just said they just put a law in to, to stop the whole transgender thing. Utah, there are plenty of states that are putting things in place That protect people from the insanity that is going on today. And because they're putting these things in place now, the way that they could either get them to start to allow these things to happen, so they have to bend a knee, is they're going to chop you off financially. It's starting with local governments. It's going to end up in your personal bank account. Believe me, I know it's a, here we go. It's a conspiracy theory. And if uh, anybody hears this, they're going to say this guy's a whack job. But why don't you listen to what we were talking about six, seven months ago, talking about ESG coming and you thought I was crazy then or anybody that was talking about it was crazy then. Well, how do you like us now? Because now it's here and they're starting with the state's. Yeah. So, again, if you're in a red state, good chances are they're going to impact your funding, which will hurt your state. Yeah, They're going to try to make you bend to their will. And it's going to take a lot to stand in strong uh, against these. What my hope is, is if you haven't noticed what has happened over time, Look what happened with Disney. D- Disney's a great example because Disney, here's a woke corporation that wants to speak out against what lawmakers are doing. So what did Ron DeSantis do? He gave them a pimp slap. Okay. Once they got pimp slap and they saw that not only has it hurt them, their image, but financially they've been severely impacted by what they have done and taking such a strong stance. Other companies see that. And when they see that, Other companies are like, yeah, we might want to keep our mouth shut. So my hope is that they're going to put this in place, and you know that there are going to be states that are going to challenge this, and they're going to go after it. You know, Instead of being proactive, I don't know why, but Republicans, we always wait to be reactive. It would be better if we'd get ahead of the eight ball for once, but I don't know. Anyways, once they see that they go toe-to-toe, with these companies, other ones that are thinking about doing this, other financial institutions that are thinking about doing this, will take a step back and look and see what the blowback is from it and go, yeah, we probably want to rethink that. We may not want to do that. Because believe me, that's what's happening right now with many corporations. If you saw the whole abortion thing, and I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, But the PR firm uh, for Coca-Cola, and I don't remember the other company offhand, I I read so many articles and I don't want to say the wrong company, but I know for a fact it was Coca-Cola, told them that they need to stay out of the uh, the abortion debate completely. Do not get involved in it. Leave it alone. Just run your business. Why? Because they already know what was about to happen. Like I said, they're watching what happened to Disney. They're watching what happened to Twitter when Twitter was acting up. They're watching what's happening to all these companies that are trying to push push back and push their narrative and force it down your throat. And the reaction from the people in the United States is it's not well received. We don't want it. And the blowback is financially they're getting rocked. So I believe... Me personally, this is just my opinion. I believe that now that this is in place, you're going to have states that are going to react to this. They're going to put a lawsuit together and they're going to try to stop this dead in their tracks. So now the other two major financial institutions that do the same type of work that the S&P does are going to look at that and go, yeah, we might not want to do that. That didn't turn out too well for them. So that is my hope. I know today's episode was a little bit choppy because there was so much information that I was just throwing in there and quickly going over it, but you know, it is what it is. I wanted to get a little bit of everything in there because I had a lot in front of me. You should see the pile of papers on my desk. Oh my God. I try not to throw most things away and then I, I'll file them, um, but I do get lazy because I got a lot going on. So I'll get a growing pile up to a point and then I'll just get annoyed with looking at the pile and then I go crazy and spend the hour uh, filing everything according to date and subject matter and... Uh just in case I need it for the future. Because there's nothing better than having a printed copy of something. Because digitally can always be altered. But once you print something out, whatever's there, you can always go back and check and and, uh, compare and see if somebody decided that they were going to play a little game with you and change a word here or there and change the meaning of something when you knew originally, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not what it said originally. So it's always nice to have a hard copy of it somewhere in the house. If if you're heavily into politics, that's a good thing to do. Uh, if not, if you just listen, hey, it's what it is. Everybody has everybody has only a certain amount of time and not everybody wants to do something and not everybody's as good as something. And, you know, be honest with you, some people just like to hear the news so they know what's going on and they're informed and they're, that's good enough for them. So whatever's good with you. But if you do like to uh, be able to track things, your hard copies is definitely going to be the best way to go. All right, it's hump day. We made it through. Halfway through the week. Almost there. We're almost done. Thank God. This week has been terrible. But yes, thank God we're almost done. Uh none of the nonsense today. We'll do it tomorrow.